0: All right, what's going on everybody? I'm Luke. And I'm Jordan. And you are listening to the Dude Parade. Uh, This week's question is, what makes a good cover? So we're going to be talking about music. As always, we're going to have a little bit of news, random news stuff at the beginning. And at the end, we're going to play a game of Luke quizzes Jordan this week so he can look like the idiot. (laughs) It's not to be missed.
1: Until I know Um, all the answers with my huge you know, brain
0: these are very weird trivia questions these were thought up by my brain uh when i couldn't sleep at like 12 30 a.m so if you know the answer to all of these i'm gonna be very impressed this is the first question is about john c riley who nice. i know you're a really big fan of i like so. john c
1: riley fine he was on oh, you- tim and eric a lot wasn't he Yeah.
0: You know, the trivia question I got was actually from a video he did with Tim Heidecker for, um, maybe Salon. They, uh, whichever, you know, the series on YouTube that does the, um, they peel the stickers off of their Google questions.
1: Yeah. I think that's inside.
0: Well, whatever. It was that one. I was surfing YouTube could not sleep. Um, anyways. Yeah. Uh, good to be, Oh, good to be back recording again. You know, shaking off a, a challenging week. I don't know. You know, anybody caught the last pod, obviously. Um, I don't know. Jordan's been going through some shit. Not done going through some shit,
1: but he's a trooper. He's here. He's ready just, to go. I'm just gritting my way through life.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, on
1: these hosts. Jesus Christ. What? That
0: I. <laughs> Uh, ah whatevs i don't know man it's it's your grief you work through it the way you want to work through it my guy um ho jokes
1: i don't know i don't know if that means what you think it means but whatever uh
0: honestly i'm i'm sure it doesn't you can educate me uh at some point uh let's let's jump into first it's the um pool noodle pool noodle pool noodle pool noodle fight over the name josh yeah what's the story
1: is that it? That's the story. Uh, what? This is, I think, the second year in a row, maybe the third year in a row, um, that they You don't done need to do the whole AP. Fight.
0: You don't need to do the whole. There's somebody online joked that they're the only Josh. And then other people took offense to that. And then now everybody's been getting together uh, to fight over who's the real Josh. Who won this year?
1: Uh, I think a five year old boy who was the same one who won last year. And you know they yeah, let that man. kid win.
0: They gotta be letting this kid win because there's no way a five year old's beating me in a pool noodle fight. If I want the name Josh, the name Josh is mine. That kid's going down. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure I've swung a pool noodle at a five year old in my life, and I don't remember coming away worse for wear on that one. So,
1: yeah. Did you connect Uh, flush?
0: Well, it's hard to connect flush with a noodle. You know, (laughs) there's not a lot of mass. You You kind of gotta swinging it right. Well, you got to choke up and really get your hand, you know, like you don't want to be swinging the whole length of a pool noodle. I think that you hold it like Darth Maul style so that you're swinging half a noodle. One of the, one of the occasions in life where half a noodle is actually an improvement. I think pool noodle fights. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, That that joke didn't land. That joke, that joke didn't land as well as I wanted it to. (laughs) Somebody out there's laughing.
1: (laughs) I'm sure I'm sure somebody out there's laughing very hard. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom is very proud of you,
0: oh, good. My mom can't listen to this podcast. I called her passive aggressive in episode one, so
1: see and you said you were gonna like, show her,
0: yeah, well, you know, turns out the more I thought about her hearing me say she's passive aggressive, I thought about how bad that'd be for a relationship, and I just don't think I could do it.
1: Nice, all right,
0: yeah. <laughs> um so the uh, okay story number two man in japan gambles covid town funds mistakenly sent to him um do you want to give the stats on this i think people just want to know how much money did he get what did he spend it on the deets
1: uh 46.3 million yen which translates to three hundred and sixty thousand dollars, and he blew almost all of it on gambling it was supposed to go to low-income families impacted by the COVID COVID nineteen pandemic, and uh, he managed to gamble it all away, which is and impressive. Does it say how does it Ten say days. how long it took him? Ten days.
0: Ten days. See, this is why he's twenty-four years old. This is why, honestly, twenty-four-year-olds shouldn't be allowed to get married, have kids,
1: yeah, do drugs, they have or vote. At all.
0: 24-year-olds 20, are we should not very smart. give them IQ smart. tests,
1: and if they fail, chemically castrate them.
0: Wow. Bit far. Bit far. That's what? a bit dystopian. <laughs> I think you jumped the shark. Um, <laughs> you were the one who was going down there, Mr. Old Man. I said don't give them their rights quite yet. I didn't say <laughs> make sure they can never have You're older kids. than me. Yeah. Well, I don't think you should be able to vote or have kids or get married. Is that controversial? Well, you I think didn't... that's
1: fair. I didn't think my brother should have been allowed to own a motorcycle, or I was right. Jesus
0: Christ, that's not okay. That joke is not. I'm sure that joke's not okay. It's I don't. Fine. I don't. Oh, all right. Uh, uh,
1: last payphone in New York City got removed. Yeah,
0: let's. Uh, yeah. Who do you remember payphones? You're 23. Do you remember what payphones are? Does that ring a bell? No.
1: Yeah. I they were, most of the ones that were around when I was a kid either weren't ops, operational or like just weren't used. I actually mm-hmm. don't know if they were operational cuz I never saw anybody try to use them.
0: Yeah, I'm I well, I wouldn't know. I haven't used a payphone in many years, but I am old enough to remember, you know, when I was a kid, and by kid I mean uh maybe I don't know, um sixth grade maybe, sixth-seventh grade. We would I would use payphones to get a hold of my mom because there was no such thing as cell phones weren't even like um uh, a thing i could imagine yet um but you could go to the payphone and you would dial uh the collect call what was it 1-800 what was the collect number god
1: fuck if i know buddy
0: collect call number i gotta know You're no the- 1-800 it says 1-800 collect i guess that was it but i don't know why that sounds wrong to me anyways You could call it 1-800-COLLECT and then it would say like, what's your name? And you literally would just say, mom, I'm at the McDonald's in Snowmish. come get me. And then she would pick it up and it would say, mom, I'm at the McDonald's in Snowmish. come get me. And then she could come get you. So you just had to trust. You just had to trust that she got that message though.
1: And would she come get you?
0: Well, I don't remember that part. Oh, okay. I, I suspect it worked well enough because I did it a handful. I think I did it a handful of times. Well, now I really don't know. I hope she came and got me because I guess that's maybe like a repressed, like sad memory. I want to know how you were she making she left phone calls
1: alone. before electricity. <laughs> there was definitely electricity. Was this a can uh, with a string to it, attached t- to it?
0: Telephones, uh, telephones run on low voltage, anyways, pal. So, jokes on you hey we didn't tell are you drinking by the way
1: no I'm not drinking right now I I always forget that I'm supposed to drink
0: yeah well I don't know if you're supposed to I'm having a white Russian but I I had no cream so I had to put Bailey's in it so it's Bailey's Kahlua and vodka I have a ton
1: of alcohol very it's very
0: tasty I'm feeling I'm I'm liking it it's in my Portland cup I got a Portland cup from Starbucks
1: good job buddy
0: yeah Anyways, whatever. They took the last payphone out of New York. I think that it's probably been a decade since anybody's even really seen um, like seen one for the most part that you have to go find them. So,
1: a, I guess that's not very moving. It's a Phoebe Bridgers lyric.
0: What's the lyric?
1: Oh god. Uh she says something about a payphone oh, wow. mm-hmm. and then oh, uh, she says really they've still got payphones. It costs a dollar a minute.
0: Um what? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if this is Kyoto. a podcast. You don't even I don't know who Phoebe Brown well, is. Well it's
1: you a, don't know it's the a hair. segue into our topic on covers.
0: Oh, is it a cover?
1: No, that's not a cover. Oh, it's she has music? she has done a right. cover. She did a cover of Mark Koslick's uh You Miss My Heart. On...
0: I don't even know that one. You <laughs> missed my heart.
1: It's a good song. It's a weird song, oh, as most things yeah. Mark Coslick does are. Yeah,
0: the name doesn't even ring a bell. Should it's the I? The guy know? from
1: Sunkill Moon.
0: Well, well, we're going down. We're going further down the road of things I don't know about. I guess because <laughs> that doesn't that not doesn't that ring, obscure. That doesn't ring. Is not that obscure? No,
1: not that obscure. All right.
0: Well, hold on. You you talk to these people. What what's the name of that song?
1: You miss my heart.
0: You miss my heart. Um. Oh, you missed my heart. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. Maybe I've heard this before.
1: Oh, we're just going to do it live?
0: No, I'm going to listen to it while you tell them what we're about to talk about.
1: Uh, so, one of one of the longest ongoing arguments between Luke and I is uh, over music in general, but specifically over covers. And even more specifically, the absolutely atrocious cover of Sound of Silence that Disturbed did. <laughs> um that for some reason he likes and it's won awards even and I, I has it won awards it has won awards because All the right. general populace well so has Will doesn't Smith, deserve so. ears. yeah
0: um I didn't even know that it had won awards so we're talking about what makes a good cover or are we just using this as an excuse to argue over disturbed
1: I I think it, it it's, for me, it's more of a philosophical thing on what makes a good cover, and yeah. at least well, sounds like, like a better morally, what you should be doing with the work of somebody else.
0: Morally, okay. Well, I don't know. If we'll start start is with the that best word, but oh yeah, is it not? What word are you actually going for?
1: Uh, I don't know. I just, out of respect for an artist, I feel like when you cover a song, because you don't need any sort of clearance to cover a song. I don't think you don't. No.
0: That seems like it would have been good research for this if you're going to
1: bring I, that into it. I don't think you do. When, whenever you cover a song, you just... Like, I think the royalties from that song just Google, go to the... Google says the you don't
0: rights. need permission to cover a song. That's No, what Google you don't need said. permission
1: to cover a song. In .71 so, seconds. that means that any fucking shitty, like average Joe by the numbers new metal band or pop rock group can cover a classic song and turn it into like just this lifeless lofty ballad. And I don't think that's respectful to the original artists. Especially, I mean, Simon and Garfunkel. I know Paul Simon said he liked it, but Paul Simon, I think just likes attention. Isn't Garfunkel dead? Isn't Art Garfunkel dead?
0: Is Art... Garfunkel still alive. Google knows what I'm up to. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, he's still alive? Okay, I thought he was dead.
0: Yeah, he is still around. He's 80 years old, still kicking it. He definitely of the duo was the one that, that took less fame when, when they split. It was yeah. like the Paul well, Simon. Shot.
1: His name is Art Garfunkel, so I don't think he's lucky he ever even had a shot. He's lucky his name was in there. Should have okay. been called That's the Paul like- Simon Band.
0: We're not here to shit on Art Garfunkel.
1: I'm shitting um, on his name.
0: Wow. Well, all right. Well,
1: look. All That's I'm his parents' is, fault. That's not his fault that they decided you know, to call him you know Art who, Garfunkel.
0: <laughs> I know this isn't what we're talking about, but you know who gave the worst name ever that I can think of at least? <laughs> Newt Gingrich's mom.
1: Well, Newt Newt Gingrich's mom shouldn't have gotten pregnant in the first place because she made Newt Gingrich. It's the worst, way worse of an offense than any sort of name ever. Can you
0: imagine having a baby and you hold it and you look at it and you're like, I'm going to call it Newt. That is top. I think that's
1: got to be a shortening of something, but yeah, like Newton? Nathaniel. I don't know, Newton,
0: New Nathaniel. Ooh, maybe Newt. Newt, 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 Newton, Newton. Maybe. I'm not even gonna Google it. Don't care enough. Fuck Newt Gingrich. I don't care either. Yeah, okay. So back to the cover. Um he- here's the thing. Well, okay. You're you I feel like you're gonna have so many more opinions on this. Should you should you be starting? No, I'm um I'm just gonna Do you start. You want me I to think, start?
1: Because I definitely have opinions. Uh yeah, you know what? Yeah,
0: I'll just I'll just interrupt you when I don't like what you're saying. You go.
1: I think a good cover needs to check three boxes. Number one, you need to have the musical talent to actually deliver on the song in a way that does it justice. What do
0: you, what, it, well, okay, wait. Is that is what subjective, does it justice?
1: But yeah, I don't know about that. It just, like the infamous puddle of mud cover of that Nirvana song where they All were right. clearly out of their element yep. and then the vocalist yep. was straining. That's fucking like terrible.
0: Him. Are we going to link that? Or do, can people just trust
1: us that the we'll puddle it. of mud's we'll, shitty? We'll, we'll have it in the link dump as with everything we mentioned. Um, yeah. But okay. yeah, you you have to have the musical talent to at least produce a good enough product t- to have it not be insulting. Even though yeah. I don't like talking about musical talent as though it's objective because it's not, but okay. like you can have things that sound pretty objectively bad.
0: Okay, so we do we both agree that the disturbed cover of Sounds of Silence checks that box?
1: Yeah. Okay
0: uh david
1: raymond i believe that's his name is a fine vocalist the vocals aren't the problem
0: okay so Uh, what's box number
1: two see this is where it gets weird and nuanced because like Mm. what i'm gonna say is gonna sound contradictory but the second box for me is that it has to not deviate too much from the original tonally like it can de- deviate a lot sonically. That's
0: some bullshit.
1: But I do not like it when they deviate a ton tonally. Okay. I, I mean, I just I, don't. I agree I can elaborate with that, I guess. that on if you want. Nah, I Go to I, the I third agree one. with that. Go to the I third. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think you have a right to make that decision, especially in the way they did. But we can wrap back around to that. Okay. And the third thing, and this is once again where it's going to sound contradictory, but it's not. Wow. You still have to deviate enough for it to not just be like a carbon copy. Because at that point, there's no point in covering it. Jesus but God. you have to keep the tone and the spirit of the original.
0: Tone to and the spirit. Yes. Oh, man. Look, here's the deal. Somehow I agree with you. I think your second point, I don't even understand what you're saying. Okay. So let's like, can I pick this apart a little bit? Do you sure. think that Jeff Buckley's cover of Hallelujah checks box 2?
1: Yes, it absolutely. Really? Is. Hallelujah oh, is a song, it's somber, uh-huh. it's slightly hopeful. It's slow, you know, it's in Did Leonard a Cohen's minor key. really
0: Did Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah really sound hopeful like that?
1: Yeah, I think so. I don't know, man. I, I th- don't know. I think it was always a song that was slightly sad, but also slightly optimistic. Like I've, I've always taken that song to just be kind of about intrinsic struggles with religious faith.
0: Okay. So for as similar as those two versions of hallelujah are, which, um, by the way, I'm, I would argue that hallelujah is a, is a perfectly fine
1: cover. Um, that's one of the greatest covers ever in my I opinion. I feel
0: like disturbed version of sound of is it sounds sound of, sound of silence is tonally as you would say very close to the original. No. I think it is Hard it disagree. is shifting the way <laughs> it's shifting the way you look at it, but I think you're way too married to and I know we've talked about this before, so I'm going to just steal your own words, but like the idea that it's um, like solemn and soft and understated and all of it that. It is
1: the original I, "Son of Silence" is like that's almost an objective fact. It's very no, minimalistic. It's yeah, barely I, very bare. I and agree.
0: I agree. What I'm saying is that the disturbed cover is also pretty well in line with that.
1: It is and extremely maybe, bombastic on the chorus and maybe some of the bridges. maybe
0: that's just because I'm comparing it like I think you have to look at it and compare it with like Disturbed's work like it is and it's not even close. I think it's not even close, but like the the least bombastic um, thing that
1: disturbed has ever produced. I'm not that, that familiar I'm, with Disturbed work. So I can't. Well, I'm argue not going to pretend point. like I'm
0: super, but I mean, I've heard their bangers. The ones that. Like you, Down with the Sickness their... and
1: shit? Yeah, well, of yeah. course, but it's still. So it's still a band that, a song. Hold on,
0: hold on, hold on. A band that produced Down with the Sickness, a song where there's literally just a sc- part where they're screaming, produces a slightly amped up version of Sound of Silence and you're like too far. Tongues, too far from the. Not yeah, screaming. it's. Well, no, he's do he's got the scene where he's yelling uh not at at what I presume oh, the, is an oh, abusive oh, parent. Ah.
1: No. Oh, you mean the end of Down with the Sickness that doesn't even yeah. ever get played on the radio. Yeah. Yeah, that's a deep cut about his mom abusing him.
0: Yeah, it's not it's not good. Anyways, my point I is I think that part exists. I think you need to look, I I maybe that's the difference here. I'm framing that song within the context of Disturb's catalog and maybe you're not. No, I and I don't.
1: I don't think you need to, because like this is a cover. Covers, I think, should always be looked at in a vacuum, unless you're looking at them in the context of an album, right, look. in right. which case they're well, almost gonna... always bonus tracks.
0: Mm, okay, I'm gonna agree to disagree, because I mean, I don't. I don't even care enough to have this much argument so, about it. But she's... I do disagree.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: yeah. <laughs> you're gonna add something.
1: I just like I don't. <laughs> I don't know if you can argue that sound of silence is. It's very minimalistic in nature. Mm -hmm. It's not got a whole lot going on outside of a drum beat and an acoustic guitar and Paul Simon's voice. And Paul Simon's not straining his voice. He's not turning it into a ballad. And in the Disturbed cover, they turn it into a ballad. And maybe it's not maximalistic, but it's not minimalistic either. And I just, I don't like turning it into this hokey fucking bro ballad. As a band like Disturbed Wood, I just think it's disrespectful to the original work and it shifts the tone in a way that I don't personally like. It's akin to like, since I know you're a food guy, it's akin to like having a nice steak that's just simple. All you need is salt and pepper and you're fucking like slathering A1 sauce on there. And yeah, Uh, people like that and people eat a nice steak like that. And I like, if they want to eat it like that, I guess that's fine. But at that point, why not just have a worse cut of meat that you're slathering an A1 sauce. All right, look, because you're not appreciating the flavor.
0: I don't want to hang out on this all day. All I'm going to say, cause I'm, I, we've talked about this more than enough times for me to know. I'm not going to change your fucking mind, but oh, you're not, it's awful as, as a final defense. I, and I'm pretty sure this is correct. I haven't listened to this song recently. I don't even think drums come into play on that. It's literally just piano and strings and his voice. Now, mind you, his voice is way more powerful in the, like the, like the way he sings, he's bringing, that's my dog. I don't know if that came through on the mic. Um, he's bringing more vocally, definitely in terms of just like volume and that kind of like powerful, almost raspy sound. Um, but I think that his vocals are pretty clean on that track and there's not a lot going on. It's definitely louder, but I would just argue, I'm just going to contend that you're wrong. That's the end. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll agree to disagree. I'm going to say what I think makes a good cover, um, which actually is really the same as yours, except for I think that second one is just like unnecessary gatekeeping. I think it's not gatekeeping. I think that you should be talented. Obviously, I don't even know that that I don't even know that I care about that. Um, but, I, I mean, any any cover that I'd listen to would be, hopefully, from somebody that's talented.
1: Yeah, and, and very few popular covers, I think, ever don't hit that first box. Yeah. If, um, if you have a song that has the millions of views that yeah, the Sound yeah, of Silence cover has, yeah. you have the musical talent to be doing right. it. Right.
0: So, really, I just think it needs to be different enough that it's worth doing. Um, I don't want to hear... you. I, I call these, like, department store covers. Like...
1: You yeah, just I take don't a see su- how "Disturbed" cover isn't a department store cover.
0: Well, you, I'd be, I'd be, sh- I literally mean uh, something you would hear in a department store. You really think you would hear "Disturbed" in a, in a department store in a Kroger, where people are folding clothes and trying on
1: that cover in specific was hugely popular. And granted, I've never heard it in a store, but I wouldn't be surprised in <sighs> the slice here in a store.
0: All right, all right, look, man, we're done talking about that one. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about like. I'm just poking some holes in your. I'm talking you. about like Phoebe Bridgers doing a cover of like Nirvana where nobody in the store would even recognize they're listening to a Nirvana song because it is like turned into white noise. How dare you totally use Phoebe's name to. in that way. She wouldn't yeah, do that. Yeah, but she's got the kind of voice where she could do that. And you know that I'm correct. I'm not saying she has done that, but it's the first person that came to mind. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where you. Where you be yeah. in a you'll be in a store and you literally have no idea you're listening to, like a, like a, some sort of rock song, and it's, totally like nerfed down into this literally something you would put your kid to sleep to, like a lullaby.
1: Yeah, and that you know, I I do agree on that front. Once again, I don't understand how this sure isn't that, but you, we're done with that. Uh, yeah. You I do. think even a worse offender than that, and I know you, you should have listened to this because I have it in the list, is that Birdie cover of Skinny Love, which is... Hated it. I hate that hated even it. more. I fucking
0: hated it. I never heard that song before. I had to listen to the original. We'll put that... Uh, w- for those of you that haven't heard that, we'll have the link in here. It's Skinny Love. Birdie covered who again?
1: Bon there uh, bon Yeah. Which is literally just Justin Vernon, but...
0: Whatever. Yeah, um, yeah I hated it. I didn't think that... I thought that they just took a song that first off, I don't even really love the original. And then oh,
1: that, you motherfucker!
0: Yeah, I know, but what are you gonna do? Um, you know, it's a question of taste.
1: Just so, a well, me. yeah, well, hold on. I'm gonna I'm rant a little bit, and I promise after this we can flow better. But like, I tell
0: you what, you get you get two. No, you get seventy seconds. That's how long. Oh you're my gonna get. god! No, just funky. go be prompt. This is my podcast Pe- too. Other uh, human beings have to listen to this. Yeah, but I,
1: whatever. You've, uh, already, you've so, made them listen to the 10 original, minutes
0: of You Hating Disturbed's cover. Because
1: it's worth 10 minutes of hating. Anyways. All right. My 70 seconds starts now, by the way. <laughs> so, Skinny Love is a song that was on For Emma Forever Ago. For Emma Forever Ago was, to make it a very short story, an album that Justin Vernon recorded when he had completely isolated himself in a cabin out, like, in the woods, literally. And... I believe he had gone through a tough breakup. Like he was just in a really bad space mentally, and so he just recorded that album. It's super minimalistic. That uh, that song, I think originally was literally just acoustic guitar chords and his voice, mm-hmm. and it's a it's one of my favorite songs ever because it's so hollow and barren, and you can even hear his voice crack on a few parts, and to turn it mm-hmm. into this like polished department store pop ballad cover. That's even more offensive to me. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, and there's an extent to which this skinny, this is exactly what I'm talking about. When you listen to Birdie's cover, that's really, that is really what I'm talking about. It sounds like a a song that um, uh, like Michelle Branch would do. It just sounds like I'm listening to Michelle Branch in 2005 or wherever, whenever that happened.
1: Yeah. It's just the original is so emotional and it's, it's so personal to Justin Mm -hmm. Vernon and to just turn it into this lifeless pop ballad. It's, it's so disrespectful to me and I will never understand how people listen to that cover and listen to the original and think they're even comparable outside of the fact that Justin Vernon's is like, it's more rough around the edges. It is more barren. His voice does crack the acoustic guitar is lo-fi, but like maybe it's gatekeeper ish to say, if you, if you you can't, if you can't deal with that, like if you can't understand that, then I just I, right. I don't understand Wait. your stance on music so in the what, first place. What do you
0: what do you think about this? That I think we both agree that we don't we don't like covers like that. Although I would argue there's like merit to them. And this is what's leading me into like my next kind of point. And this is a kind of cover that I do appreciate. Covers where whether they are or aren't stylistically or uh, um, different from the original that take a song that is relatively obscure and introduce it to new or wider audiences.
1: Are you, what is you this all that? along the watchtower?
0: Uh, that's an example or, um, uh, blinded by the light. This actually, that was originally a, a Bruce Springsteen song, but Manfred man did it. And it was like much bigger cause the style I think was just more palatable for the time. I'm not really going to pretend to know why that one took off, but like covers where people actually mostly associate them with the cover. And in some cases don't even know that the original existed. Like, I think honestly, hallelujah that we talked about earlier qualifies as that, right? Probably yeah. most people, most people don't know that Leonard song Cohen is, yeah, exactly. So, uh, what do you For think? To be about fair, most people covers? don't
1: know who Jeff Buckley is. But they wouldn't know that song. I, as long as they check my three boxes, I don't have an like a fundamental problem with them. There's nothing in there that directly contradicts with my three boxes that I decided make a good cover for me. It's just that second box that causes the disagreement. Mm. Specifically I, when it's making s- something more palatable in a way that I feel like appeals to people who just... Want to listen to top forty shit? Which is fine, but like, listen yeah, to other saying top it's forty not shit that you're isn't a cover not, of a classic to be, song.
0: To be clear, you no, I'm not saying, it's not, saying fine. it's not fine. Because I'm not saying the, it's not fine to want here, to listen no, to no, top no, no, forty no. shit. The person that's listening to Birdie's Skinny Love doesn't know about the original. So, like, how are you going to give them shit about that? Like, are they the perpetrator in the in the situation?
1: Well, I don't.
0: No, I mean no. the answer is no.
1: At at this point, I'm talking. They're about just a consumer. When and hold it's on, I'm always been about the artist and what the artist is Ho- delivering. Yeah,
0: I know, but I'm just having you answer the question so I can move on to the next question, which probably you're gonna maybe objection. Right, you're arguing that Birdie is the perpetrator against yes. Bonavera and that label. Right? Yes, but but d- does he? I mean, I guess if he gives a fuck, then he gives a fuck. But really. She's just taking his words and introducing them to more people. Is that really a sin? I would argue not. I know that you no. would argue it is, but you're
1: because it's not just a his gatekeeping words. pedant. It's saw. not. That's not gatekeeping. <laughs> that's not gatekeeping. Well, you're just, it's just telling makes, her that it, she
0: can't introduce a bunch of other people to this track
1: because it's not the same track at all. But it, they it don't. Doesn't, want, but they it don't want at that track. All sort the same. So why not just have her make a pop ballad that isn't taking a song that had a niche and turning it into a generic pop ballad. Why not just but, have her make another pop ballad with other lyrics I instead of bastardizing just, an thing. original work?
0: Here's the thing. You're, you're pulling me off my own pedestal here, and I think I'm getting further away from you. I think that's kind of what music is about. No. Like, like, uh, you're just, you're just taking shit and you're passing it along. Now, in th- most cases, it's your own story and you're passing it along, but honestly, a lot of times...
1: I think that's all like art this. is about human expression. And if you're taking somebody else's human expression and okay. making a okay, lifeless, gutless version of it, then there's Ca- no what point if, in doing that. And it's disrespectful. What if, hold on.
0: I'm going to play devil's advocate here. I don't know that this is the case, but I know for a fucking fact you don't know it's not. So you're going to play along. Let's say Birdie is listening to that song and it hits her really fucking hard. She has a personal experience that she feels when she listens to that track. And she wants to share her interpretation of that song with the world. Why can't she do
1: that? I'm not saying she can. I'm saying it's bad, and I hate it. <laughs> and I will continue telling people why it's bad and I hate it. Especially All right. like you're just a goddamn hater. For then. Emma, forever ago is essentially a concept album. It might not yeah. be by definition a concept album, but like that album is just a journey into the mm-hmm. emotions of a broken man. Yeah, and I love how minimalistic it is. Okay. I mean, I get what you're
0: saying. I I hope that you know that I kind of respect where you're coming from, but I just kind of disagree. I'm just a little less interested in telling people what they can and can't do. Tell me what
1: I'm not saying she can't do it. And I'm not saying people can't listen to it. I'm saying, Mm -hmm. I think it's silly because why not just have her make another pop ballad, another somber breakup Uh, pop ballad of which there's a million of.
0: Well, look, I don't in a world where she just took that and was like, I could have fun with that song. I'm more inclined to agree with you but i just don't know that's what that's what happened that's all i'm saying well it, it is what in, it happened okay it's all a cover right. for fuck's sake yeah okay okay um so i'm gonna list off some covers here we've got these listed we're just gonna do these really rapid fire and you i, I just want to know if you think they're good or not okay um <laughs> birdie's cover of skinny love
1: <laughs> uh, my least favorite cover ever
0: uh disturbed cover of sound to silence
1: my second least favorite cover ever.
0: All right. Uh Denzel Curry's Bulls on Parade, I think is not a good cover because I don't think it checks the third box. Just for the record, You're lucky.
1: fucking insane.
0: I think it sounds just like the Rage Against the Machine version. If you're not watching him sing it and you know it's not Zack Taylor, I think adds it sounds like a whole just new
1: verse in there. There's a oh, whole entire new verse that's off of sirens. All right.
0: Okay. Okay. So I guess if you're listening for the extra verse, but stylistically, like it just sounds the same to me. Not. it was not interesting. No, it's more hip hop and less rock.
1: Um,
0: maybe for a moment in time, but the sound of no, the whole thing is not true. No, that's just not true. It, um, it is true. Uh, Childish Gambino is so into you.
1: you I think that, that is a here. great cover. Although that was originally just a hook. Yeah. And that he expanded into a full song. So that one's a loose fit of a cover.
0: Mm, well, you're the one that put it on the list, I believe. Did you? Yeah, yeah. that was you. Um, but Johnny, Johnny Cash's Hurt, I think, is universally loved.
1: Yeah. That is, right. I think, the second greatest cover ever behind Only Hallelujah. And they're honestly more like 1A and 1B.
0: Really? Okay, fair enough. Jimi Hendrix All Along the Watchtower, I think, is just an easy win.
1: That's up there. I've just not never to been hate huge on into Bob Hendrix. He,
0: uh, well... But that is definitely up there. Uh, Nirvana's cover of David Bowie's The Man Who Sold the World is one of the greatest ever in my opinion.
1: I thought it was fine. I didn't love it, honestly. I think it is so It doesn't shift enough tonally. Mm. Or rather, it doesn't shift enough from the original to be worth making a cover of. And honestly, Nirvana, they were never that musically talented. They were much more Uh, a band that was based on emotion than they were musical talent. At least Kurt was never. Well, I think,
0: but I think that's what makes their cover of Bowie's song so good. It does. Like I think that's what they bring
1: to that. See, I'm getting my own boxes mixed up. It does fit the tone. It just doesn't deviate enough to be worthwhile. Look, I, I don't know.
0: Okay, I, um, eh, the only thing I want to say here, I just have to uh, throw some shade at John Mayer's Free Fallen. I just think it's so bad. It's I mean, fine. I would, list, I I would listen to it, but I don't think it's special and I don't think it's as good as the original. I have said that just so my buddy Mark, who presumably will make it this far into it, he's going to probably be really upset about that. Um,
1: I've always thought John Mayer was a guy of high talent who made boring-ass music. He's, he's but objectively it was, it was talented. A good, it was a good enough cover for me to not have any issue with it. If no, people I've, like actually,
0: it. I've probably listened to it a dozen times. I actually think it's fine i just it's it doesn't get me it doesn't get my juices flowing i guess i'd say whereas the original
1: definitely does um yeah i think if anything it just doesn't deviate enough
0: so um yeah well i think it just tones it down um in a way that i don't find super appealing um it sounds like something you'd fold clothes to or fall asleep to uh okay so we agree, I think we agree, I, well, whatever. I think we uh, our check boxes are very similar for the covers, but somehow our interpretation of music is just radically different, which I guess.
1: It's that second, my second reason. <laughs> I, guess, I, will, it, I, I guess it points out, forever. what do
0: they, 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 they say when it comes to taste? You can't really disagree. It just is what it is. Um, okay, let's move on to trivia. I want to, I want to ask you some of these questions. They're really weird. I'm pretty proud of myself for these questions. Cause they're just, I think they're just weird. So, are you ready for the first one?
1: Uh, Um, yeah, sure, Okay,
0: (laughs) which of these bands has John C. Riley not been in? I'm gonna read a list of bands.
1: Oh God! Okay, I didn't know Uh, John C. Riley's been in bands. What's that? I didn't know John C. Riley's been in any bands.
0: Yeah. Well, (laughs) that's okay. I'm going to tell you, he's been in all of these, but one. One of these he has not been in. Are you ready? Okay. Shark Fighter, <laughs> Frozen Spit, Stereo Blues, Love Burger, and John Riley and Friends. One, one, one of those is the band that John C. Riley has not been in.
1: John Riley and Friends sounds like something you made up, so I'm going to go with like that. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. That
0: is the band he is currently in. Damn. John Riley and Friends. Yeah, he dropped the C. He said he was excited to drop the C because he has to keep the C in there um, because of his Actors Guild union card or something when he's in movies, so he's happy to drop the C when he doesn't have to use it. Okay. Um, The band that he hasn't been in is Love Burger. That is from nice. the movie Can't Hardly Wait.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: Yeah. Okay. Who was John C. Calhoun? I don't know. I don't know who <laughs> John C. Calhoun is. Do he, he you not even have a guess? No. He was an American statesman and political theorist from South Carolina who held many important positions, including being the seventh vice president of the United States from 19, or from 1825 to 1832.
1: I am awful with history. He adamantly
0: defended slavery and protected the interests of the white South. Um, So there you go. That's who John, that guy, John C. Calhoun. That's who John C. Calhoun is. Uh, Okay. Um, I've got another one. Ooh, this is, this is a, this I'm, I'm not sure if this is going to be a good trivia question or not. Put the following YouTubers. In order from most to least subscribers.
1: Oh, this one I have a chance.
0: Yeah, you have a chance. I've got a list of eight. They're all food YouTubers. Do you have a, oh, a pencil? Or you can type these. I don't care. But you're going to have to keep track of them. The first one, and I'm reading these in no particular order. Uh, Binging with Babish or Babish Culinary Universe. Okay. Adam Ragusea.
1: That's my fucking dad. Love that guy.
0: Uncle Roger. Dessert Person with Claire Savitz. Kenji Lopez Alt. Glenn and Friends. That's the Canadian guy. You know who that is?
1: Yes. He makes uh, soda. <laughs> he likes Sometimes. to make
0: sodas. Uh Emmy Made. That's our that's our internet mommy. And Joshua Weissman.
1: Okay. Well, this one I have a shot at, but. I don't know. You don't have to say the numbers, so, but you
0: got to try to get them in order.
1: Babish is most subscribed. He has to be. I feel like. Are you, uh, lock it,
0: are you locking it in?
1: Yeah. All right. That's I don't know correct. if you're writing this down.
0: Babish is correct. He has nine point six eight million followers.
1: Am I well? Am I just gonna go like down the line and lock yeah. them all in at once and see sure. how many, or am I gonna like lock them in one at a time?
0: Ah, uh, nobody gives a fuck. They just they. they I mean, sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Second. Oh, and now it gets kind of hard. Second, Uncle Roger. He had a lot of TikTok fame and shit. So I feel like he's second. But he might not be there yet, because he's more recently. Upcoming. Should I
0: tell you how many he has? You know what? N- let's not lock him in. I don't I don't necessarily want to give anything away. But you think second is Uncle Roger.
1: Sure. Okay. Second, Uncle Roger. Three Joshua Weissman. Okay. He's pretty popular. Or, I'll go with Claire. Claire actually might be three, but okay. I digress. Um. Five, Kenji. Six, Emmy made seven. Glenn and friends eight. Adam Ragusa. Was that all of them? Did I skip one? Do I need nope, to go back? That was there? all.
0: That was all of them. Do you want me to tell you how many you've got correct?
1: Sure. You
0: just <laughs> you one, two. You have two correct.
1: Oh, uh, was I at least close on most? Wait of minute, them? Wait a
0: minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. wait. No. One, two, three, four, five. Actually, you only have Babish correct. Fuck. I mis- I misread my ordering. You only have Babish correct. Um. Okay. I'm going to give you a, I don't know. I don't, I don't know to what extent this is going to be entertaining for people to listen to. I like hearing you not know stuff. So it is super fun for me to hear you not know things. I
1: feel like I'll tell you right now,
0: you are way fucking off on Claire Saffins as much as I love her. And, and she's one of my very favorite people in the universe. You, uh, she is, she is not, Oh, Oh whoops! No, <laughs> Smithy, you got you got to go, my guy. We're recording a podcast.
1: <laughs> oh, we should have gone to the podcast chat. <laughs> yeah, we're in the wrong chat. I was literally thinking that before. Yeah, I was that's like, all
0: right. That's all right. Fuck it, man. Okay. Fuck it. <laughs> we'll just roll with it. Oh um, Smithy. Yeah, I know. He's, we're gonna have to console him afterwards. Give him some, um, you know. Yeah. Aftercare. Uh. <laughs> okay. So. Um, do you want me to just read them off? I'm just going to read them off. Babish yep. is number one with 9.68 million. That I knew. Joshua Weissman's number two with
1: 6.42 million. Ah, uh, what did I have him third? Yeah. So that's uh, close. he
0: narrowly passed Uncle Roger, who does have 5.94 million. Next up is Emmy made with 2.78. And this is going to surprise you based on your rankings. Adam Raguse has 1.9 million. He is actually fifth on this list.
1: He he probably feels small to me because he's been my favorite for years, and he's been the one that I've watched since he had like a couple hundred thousand.
0: Yeah. Um, Kenji has 1.18. Claire isn't even to a million quite yet. She's at 995. And then Glenn is way in the back with 536,000.
1: I think probably, wow. Probably Mm -hmm. the problem with Claire is that she didn't she do most of her most of her career was with Bon Appetit, right? Mm hmm. And Bon Appetit's obviously yeah. huge. Her cha-
0: Well, they were. They're dead now.
1: Um, well, they have yeah. Issues but when Bon Appetit was a thing. Not paying people of color. Yeah.
0: Well. Her channel is relatively new in her defense. Um, I think she only started it a year ago. She recently hit her one year anniversary. So her curve is fine. Her curve is fine. Um, okay. Next question. This one's a quick one. What's a bully stick?
1: Like the dog treat?
0: Yeah, what's a bully stick?
1: Oh, um, shit, I should know this. It's uh, a rawhide stick, and you shouldn't give them to your dog because it can cause internal bleeding.
0: It is not a rawhide stick. It's a bull's cock stretched and dried out.
1: Yes, that
0: is indeed what it is, a bully stick. So if you ever get a bully stick for your dog, you should not chew on it, Wait. although people probably know that.
1: Are bully sticks fine for dogs? And I I I know Rawhide's bad for them. Daisy loves bully sticks and has never
0: had a problem with them. Um, I've never heard anything bad about them. But I have heard bad stuff about Rawhide. Yes, I've heard that. Okay. I mean, that's it. I've got one more, actually. How many seasons of various sitcoms were there? But um, uh, we're going to do these rapid fire because we want to get out of here. We're just about to hit 45 minutes. Uh, All right. right. How many seasons of the following sitcoms were there I want you to try okay. to get within one on these I'm going to give you a bit of a break. Seinfeld God nine <laughs> nailed it that is exactly correct friends
1: uh 11.
0: 10 close enough curb your enthusiasm
1: curb. oh curb just ended a few years ago so curb had a ton maybe like 15.
0: Ugh, 11. Way off, oh, fucker. Wow. Parenthood. NBC's Parenthood. Everybody's oh, favorite. Family. I've
1: watched the entirety of Parenthood. Yeah, like how
0: many se- seasons, fucker? Shit, 10? Six. Way wow. off. What's your deal? Cheers. You weren't even alive, but answer anyways. Oh, my
1: cheers. I love cheers. Seven. S-
0: 11. Damn. New Girl.
1: New Girl, I feel like ran a while, but not that long. Nine.
0: Seven. Parks and Rec. Uh, 10 seven man you yeah. nailed it to start <laughs> you squeaked by on friends and that was the fucking end of your success buddy that was it um okay so uh that's all we've got for today you don't have any like last things to squeak in before we blast the meatball parade do you jordan no i have a million more things to say about music but oh, it'll go two hours oh, I say gives although a hurt, hurt is, is there the greatest a sound- cover ever is there a sound effect for rolling your fucking eyes Maybe I can well, play Earth a sound effect hallelujah. of my eyes actually rolling out the back of I do. my head and bouncing around on the ground.
1: I, I do wish I could have got into why I think her is so good, but
0: oh, okay, it's nothing I'd nobody you, said before. Yeah, I'm sure. It is. It is a great cover. Do you think you could do it in 15 seconds? No. While Maybe Meatball like Parade plays? No, no, nobody wants that. Um, <laughs> all right, we're out of here. Uh, done for the week. We're gonna be back next Thursday morning. With a talk about, do we know what we're gonna talk about yet? I don't even know. Uh, We
1: have we have a ton of ideas. We have this online dating idea. I'm asked with this chick on Tinder. She hasn't responded to me yet. Jordan's
0: girlfriend let him do online dating. So at some point we're gonna talk about uh, Jordan realizing how incredibly unappealing he is to women. Um, uh, It's been rough. I'm not hating either. I am as well. So, uh, anyways, all right, we're out of here for the week. You guys take her easy. Uh, and yeah that'll do it peace bye guys you have just listened to the Dude Parade produced by Jordan and myself Luke Um, music by Kevin MacLeod The Curtain Raises and Meatball Parade we will see you next week thanks for listening